0: Well, good morning, everyone. Uh, It's great to be with you. I really enjoy the time that we spend together, uh, even via this medium. And I do appreciate you welcoming me uh, into your homes, into your lives. And uh, today I've got a message that I believe, I've prepared it this week, I believe will speak in a very relevant way to the season we find ourselves in. As a matter of fact, that's how I find uh, the Bible. That's how I find Scripture and its place in my life. It continuously encourages me. It's inspiring, uh, and it meets me where I'm at. And I hope that that will be your experience today. Well, here we are, and we're in this unusual season uh, with the with the whole COVID issue and I guess where we are at least in Australia, we're experiencing the easing of certain restrictions and that's a, a welcome relief. But we also recognise that there's a fair bit of ground ahead to travel yet. So to me, it's, it's a little bit like Wednesday. It's a little bit like hump day in the week. That's sort of where we are in this COVID season where it's great to be able to see the, the beginning of the end, but we know we've got a little bit to travel. And I think we need to, to travel that well uh, and, uh, and, you know, and keep determining to make the most, even in the circumstance that we find ourselves in. And to me, you know, the, the biggest issue with this season is not just the containment physically that I'm sure we have all felt uh, on, on a certain level. You know, we're not able to go on holidays in one sense, or we haven't been able to. Uh, Days off, out and about, maybe sports, hobbies, things like that have all been restricted. But I want you to note they're all external things. And yet, in talking to people, uh, I think that's brought a fair amount of internal pressure. The external restriction is one thing, but the internal restriction has really been another whole level. People have had to deal with, and I want to encourage you, you know let 's not stop halfway if, if you 've been encouraged to embrace a great attitude and do this season well and wear at hump day, then don 't ease off now. now is the time to still be believing that something good can come even from a difficult situation, no matter what circumstances you find yourself in. I I love Winston Churchill's famous quote from the Second World War where he said, if you're going through hell, keep going. (laughs) Keep going. Uh, Sometimes it's put this way, if you're going through hell, don't stop. And, uh, And I think that's the same for us. We need to continue to keep pushing through. And so I want to speak to you today about flying higher. Yes, even in a season of restriction, I believe that's absolutely possible, even if it's internally. Okay, there might be external restrictions that don't shift at the moment, but internally, something can change, something can shift. And I want to read from Philippians chapter 3, verses 13 and 14. And it's a very uh, well known, well trodden passage of scripture. Uh, It's the Apostle Paul, and he says this, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And what Paul is talking about here uh, is his sense of purpose that God has given him. Uh, he is determined to to keep moving, to keep pressing forward. And I think this is a great encouragement for us, especially in this season. So I'd like to you know break this down a little bit, look at it phrase by phrase. Uh, but before I get there, I, I just want us to to note that what makes Paul's you know stirring inspirational statements here about letting the past go, moving towards the uh, towards the future, always determined to rise. In other words, to fly higher. What makes them so powerful is where he was at personally at the time that he wrote this. What his context was physically. He was imprisoned. Most scholars believe this is most likely his second imprisonment in Rome. Uh, His first imprisonment was like a house arrest, but then he actually went to jail. Uh, About 62 AD is where most people date this writing. And and yet the incredible thing is, is this whole book, this whole letter that Paul wrote uh, is known as the Epistle of Joy. Uh, No less than 16 times, Paul mentions the word joy and rejoice and rejoicing. Paul just continues to encourage the church to rejoice, even though he is locked down physically, it is not containing him on the inside. And that's what lends such power to Paul's words here. And then personally, so that's just physically for Paul. But if you look at where Paul was at in his life's journey, I mean, his ministry, he has already travelled the then known world, planting churches, establishing the church. He has had an incredible world-shaping ministry already at the time of writing. This is towards the end of the race for Paul. And he had known suffering like, you know, few others. Uh, He'd already travelled. All over the world, as I said, he'd been cold. He says this himself, been cold, been naked, been shipwrecked, been stoned, been beaten, left for dead, lost at sea, you name it. Paul had already been through it. And here's the point. With Paul where he was at, in prison, he's lived a big life and a tough life. If anyone at this point could have said, you know what, I'm ready for a break. I'm ready to just slack off. Put me out to pasture. If anyone wanted to say that, Paul had more reason than most. Paul, you could actually have said, had a good case to take it easy. But instead, you know, we find this amazing, inspirational, motivational passage from the Apostle Paul in this season of his life. And and I think this is what it's saying to us, and that is that external containment does not need to translate to internal containment, no matter what our external circumstances might be. And and this whole season has affected different people different ways. For some people, it's almost business as usual. For some people, it's been a very busy, very taxing, draining season at, at, at work. For others, you've lost employment or possibly your business has even uh, gone through tough times, maybe even closed. And so it's been a, you know, a very difficult time for some. It, it hasn't changed a lot for others. But I do believe no matter what your external circumstances, uh, there's somewhere to go. There's somewhere to grow in your life. And I want to look at that. So here's some observations from this passage. Uh, first phrase that Paul says, I do not count myself to have apprehended, or uh, more modern translations say, to have laid hold of. And, and so what he's basically saying is, you know, here I am at this point in my life, but I, I'm not saying I'm finished. I'm not saying it's done. Now, Paul had achieved so much. He could easily have wanted to rest on his laurels, but he actually says, I, I, I don't even consider that I've got a hold of really everything that God has got for me yet. And this is his encouragement. So I want to encourage you. God's purpose for you is ever increasing. It's like his kingdom. It's a kingdom without end. It is an ever increasing, ever expanding kingdom. And it's not it wasn't over for Paul and it's not over for you. No matter where you're at in your circumstances, there is more. We can never assume like, we have sort of arrived somewhere. Even Paul didn't consider himself, you know, there yet in that sense. And I guess when you think about it, what is there? What, is, what does there mean when people think they've arrived? I, I guess maybe it's you've achieved a certain goal. That's a great thing to do. Uh, but how sad to, to, to achieve a goal and then not have somewhere to go after it. Uh, maybe it's I'm now more successful than others Look, I think there's always somewhere to go in our life. I love it. I love Psalm 23. Uh, You know, we often quote it at difficult times, but Psalm 23 is full of encouragement for a great season. My cup overflows. The ever-increasing kingdom of God. God has always got more for you. And I want to encourage you the way Paul would encourage you. I think that is what Paul Is saying, there's always more. Uh, So he didn't count himself to have apprehended. And then he gives us some keys. This is how he chooses to go about his future. Uh, He says, this one thing I do. And funnily enough, (laughs) then he mentions two things. But I think that's intentional. This one thing I do. And uh, before we talk about... What he says next. I I think straight away you have a statement of purpose there. That is the power of focus. The first key Paul gives us is the power of focus. This one thing I do. It's like the difference between a fluorescent light and a laser beam. You know, both of them are made of light. But one gives soft lighting to a room and the other can cut steel. And the only difference is the power of focus that's applied. And that's what Paul says. Hey, this one thing, you've got to focus your life down. If you want to keep going forward, you know, even with a lot of history, even with a lot of stuff, even with a lot of containment in your personal circumstances, if you want to go somewhere and take your life somewhere, focus is the key. Uh, And I, I love it. When he says this one thing I do, but he's, he's about to mention two things. I think that's intentional because he saw it as one motion. The two things I'm about to mention, he saw it really as achieving one thing. And they need to be connected. Because we have to beware of the vacuum. When, when I'm, what I mean by that is we have to beware of letting go of one thing without taking up another. I think this is why New Year's resolutions often don't work. Good intentions often don't work. Because often we go, you know, this is not helpful, I want to let it go. But then we don't actually translate our energy into anything uh, positive or or on the other side. And we wonder why we end up back where we started so quickly. New Year's resolutions are a classic example of that. They're notoriously untrustworthy. And yet Paul here, uh, he, he brings in the thought, it's almost the thought of repentance. And what that word means is to turn from... Unto. It's not just turning away from things that are negative, but it is turning to God. It is turning to something that is positive and life-giving. And, and that's this whole concept, this one thing I do. I'm going to forget the things that are behind me. I'm going to move towards my future. So his encouragement is don't just stop doing unhelpful things, but, but really go after and embrace the good stuff. Okay, and then he says, forgetting those things that are behind. Here's part one. <laughs> this is part one of the one thing, okay? Forgetting those things which are behind. Uh, basically, the encouragement is be prepared to let go. If we want to go forward, we've got to be prepared to let go of some things. You know, for, for example, I'd say failure and success. Uh, interestingly, I think failure we're always happy to let go of. I mean, there are things in our lives for all of us that we would rather forget. And so failure at times, although some really struggle with it, I think it's more natural to want to let go of failure. Um, but I think also that means whatever's in the past could mean past success. And and past success can be a trap because if we don't let that go, we tend to be always looking back at quote-unquote the good old days. And we can get stuck there. We can get stuck in a fear of change. If we've been through a good season, we get stuck in a fear of change and we don't make the kind of decisions that probably brought us into that good, deci- that good uh, season in the first place. Cool. So that's part one. Forget the things that are behind, whether they're good or bad. You can't change yesterday. You've got to let that go. And then he says, and reaching forward, to those things which are ahead. In other words, determine to stay hungry. Okay, Be prepared to let go and determine to stay hungry. I want to encourage you, always believe for a better day that your best days are ahead. Uh, That's why it's important to walk by faith and not by sight. That's what Scripture encourages us to do because often our circumstances try and hem us in and tell us that our best days, you know, are gone. Often circumstances tend to deny our future. You know, again, maybe you've lost a job. Maybe money and finances become very, very tight. Uh, Disappointments in our life, broken relationships, you know, heartbreaks, all of those things can tend to try and convince us that our best days are behind us. But I want to encourage you, the way that Paul does. Forget those things which are behind and lay hold of or look forward to what God's got for you. Reach for those things which are in your future. Determine to see with eyes of faith. This is why the book of Hebrews, literally in chapter 11, defines faith as the substance of things hoped for. That's where faith ends up. It begins with hope. It ends up with receiving the promise. And then Paul finishes it out with this. And he says, I press toward, forgetting those things that are behind, reaching for those things that God's got for me, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Here's the thought. Aim higher. Aim higher. You know, Let the old stuff go. You know, move into the future with hope and faith. And aim higher. Always aim higher. Not tapering off. You know, not fading away. A- and there's things in life, as I've mentioned, the, the disappointments, and but there's stuff like age even. Uh, or maybe you have just been through something that seemed like a big failure, loss. All of those things can tempt us to lower our expectations. Yet Paul is saying, aim higher. Keep your expectations up. And Paul had every right to feel that way. He's in prison. He could have written himself off. He could have been so disappointed, feeling so contained. Again, Paul is the guy that had every right to give up. And yet right here we find him saying, aim higher, (laughs) reach for the sky in that sense. In another place, he says, though the outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. So even though externally, even physically, sometimes we can feel like we're fading away, if you put your faith and your hope in Jesus, that he begins to lift you on the inside. You know, God's always got more for you, as I said. But we can confuse that sometimes with our circumstances, or maybe like our position in life, where we find ourselves. Um, but can I say what Paul is talking about is is not focusing on producing. He's focusing on his internal life, the upward call of God, his walk with God is actually his focus. Um, the fact is, productivity and fruitfulness and opportunity they come. A lot of the time, from within us. I love this passage in Proverbs chapter four, verse twenty-three, and it says, "Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life." And um, uh, that Hebrew word for issues, off, is it basically is a word that means geographical boundaries. In other words, the size of our life. It it doesn't need to be determined. By our external circumstances, aren't you glad in this season of confinement and containment? But but the writer of Proverbs is not—he's not pointing at external circumstances. He's saying, "Guard your heart, for out of it, the geographical boundaries of your life, or or the size of your life, is determined." And uh, and that is actually brilliant news. What that means is is that growth is not always around you. It's not always found in your circumstances. It's actually found within you. And this is the one thing that tough seasons, like including COVID, can't take from you. They actually create opportunities to grow. For the faith-filled heart, a season of containment externally is actually a season of growth internally. Uh, I I love this. It's always a kingdom thing. The inside. Jesus said this, you know, the kingdom of God is not here or there. It's within you. So I'd encourage you, don't be looking to bail out. Don't don't be looking to go out under the fence and escape all this, you know. Uh, Don't be looking to the external things like if I could just get here or just get there or someone would just give me this or do that for me, I could be happy. No, it begins within It's an internal thing and that's what Paul is discovering in this Roman prison. That even though I might be chained on the outside, I am not chained on the inside. I'm going to continue to lift and grow and fly higher in spite of my current circumstances. So here's some questions that we could ask ourselves uh, in thinking about where we're at right now. Do I tend to blame external circumstances for holding me back or do I take responsibility to learn and to change? It's a great question to ask ourselves because if you want to fly higher in spite of external containment, you, you actually have to take responsibility for what's happening inside you. Another question is, what past failures do I need to let go of so that I can move forward in life? Come on, what is it that holds you back? What is that dark shadow that keeps sort of reaching out of the past and pulling you back? It could be discouragement, it could be fear, it could be shame. What do I have to let go of so that I can move into my future? What successes threaten to anchor me in my current spot? As I said, uh, fear of change. I'm not going to move. I'm not going to change what I'm doing because it seemed to work in the past. What successes actually are holding you down from flying higher? And what future part of my calling am I dreaming of and visioning and stretching towards? You know, what, what is getting my hopes up? It's funny, but our world says, don't get your hopes up. Scripture says, get your hopes up because faith. Follows hope. And so I want to encourage you, what are you looking for? What, what can you stretch towards? If you could let go of, of past failure and, uh, and how it chains you down, if you could even be prepared to let go of past success so that you can move to something else, then, then what are you dreaming of, visioning of, even in this season of containment, physically, where am I growing? on the inside. Well, look, I I hope that's encouraged you. And uh, I really believe that this would be a word in season for so, so many of us today. So let me pray for you if I could. Uh, Heavenly Father, I just thank you for everyone right now under the sound of my voice, wherever they are, whatever circumstances that they are facing or experiencing right now. And I know I pray for faith to be released in the name of Jesus, for people to uh, dream again, for hope to rise, for people to determine in this season, even in this season, to fly higher, that there is no containment in you. Your kingdom is a kingdom without end, without boundary. And, And I pray, Father, that your spirit would energize us to reach out for all, that you've intended for our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, uh, God bless you today. And if if you're with us and maybe the faith journey I've been talking about, walking with God and dealing with the past, moving into the future, maybe you have yet to experience that. Um, But if you're hungry for it, then I want to encourage you right now, friend, at this point in your journey, uh, there'll never be a better day to reach out and to connect your life with the life of your creator. And uh, we do that simply by placing our faith and our trust in his son, Jesus Christ, and all that he's done for us. So if you're with us today and you'd like to do that, why don't you just, uh, sitting there in your own lounge room, wherever you are, just open your heart and say, Dear Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me for the past. And help take me into my future. And just open your heart to God. Use some simple words like that. Friend, he loves you and all he's looking for from you is a simple response of faith and an open heart. And uh, if you've done that and you want to do that, if you want to know more about doing that, then please just uh, check out the comments below. Uh, A link will come up or a comment will come up that you can like and uh, it will lead you somewhere where we can help you on your journey cool well it's been great spending this time with you this morning uh, god bless you and have a fantastic week hang around because we haven't quite finished yet we're going to uh, to finish by worshiping god today